Ho, ho, ho! You know, many find it hard to believe I own a sleigh that can fly. But you know what I find hard to believe? The unbelievable offers going on at the winter event. The Mercedes-Benz Winter Event is back with incredible offers on the sporty CLA, the thrilling C-Class, the versatile GLA, the safe and secure GLE, the innovative GLC, and of course, the unequaled E-Class. But hurry, because these sleighs are going fast. Visit MBUSA.com slash winter event. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Don't want a grocery shop? Take back your life. Let witnessing nature and food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the helpful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything. Hi, welcome to our show, Food to Love. And I'm so excited to be here today with my guest, Troy Albright, who's the owner of True Garden. I just wanted to give you a reminder, since this is our second show, what Witnessing Nature and Food does, and I'm Chef Jennifer. I am your host, and we are dedicated to building a health as wealth community so that everyone can live a happy, healthy, fulfilled life. My company, Witnessing Nature and Food, is deliberate in using distinct ingredients, organically grown, cleanly made, in all aspects of our delivery of food and education. We help to understand and shift our relationship with healthy food through food services and educational seminars and cooking classes. We promote locally sourced, organic, sustainable food, providing you and your community with a fantastic experience for all of your celebration needs. After all, as a community, we tend to commune best over and around food. So that means it should be food to love. And like I said, I'm here with my friend, Troy Albright, owner of True Garden. And Troy is the founder of True Garden, and he graduated from the University of Arizona in 1987 with a degree in pharmacy. Troy founded RX Formulations in 2002, focusing on natural, bioidentical hormones for men and women, sterile IVs, admixtures, pet compounding, topical creams and gels, and consults, which has led to more than more of a holistic, integrative approach to health, nutrition, and wellness. Troy, Troy was always aware that there was something missing in the health link for most of his patients, and that was the lack of fresh, quality food in their own daily diet. So in 2013, Troy and his lovely wife, Lisa, took matters into their own hands and founded True Garden. This first-of-its-kind facility, operated by solar power, is designed with a vision to drastically reduce the region's agricultural water consumption while making local living produce available year-round in the hot desert region of Phoenix in the southwest U.S. So I am so excited to have Troy, Troy join us today. Sorry, I'm having a hard time speaking, I guess. Um, and Troy, thank you so much for joining us today. I just am so excited to have you here, and I'm so glad that you, my friend, are able to to join us and it's, uh, on this day. And it's you know, 2018 is right here, and um, we are going to do so many wonderful things together. Can you kind yes, of tell, I'm, us, uh, tell her? Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Yes, I'm very excited uh, about 2018, and and just being a guest on your show, Jeff Jennifer. Um, I see all the different things you put out and I can hardly wait to be more involved with you and, and uh, be part of this revolution that you're doing. Well, I thank you so very much. I'm so excited to have such great people on my team, especially, especially you. Cause we, I know we've done some training together in 2017 and um, 
I just really am, I want the listeners to hear more about what inspired you to, uh, to start True Garden. You know, I, I have a pharmacy degree, and as a result of that, I started up a compound pharmacy. And as I've gone down this path of compounding the natural bioidentical hormones for men and women, uh, I realized that my patients are missing something, and that's good, clean, nutritionally dense food. And, uh, you know, my parents and grandparents and great-grandparents were farmers in Minnesota, and, you know, that's when the soils had everything in it and we didn't use a lot of pesticides and, you know, things have really changed since then. And so uh, as we've gone down this path, we realize that our foods not only don't contain what they should, but they also contain a lot of other chemicals that are affecting our health. And, and I even saw it with the, with the birth of our first child, my daughter, who's now 22, you know, she was born with this eczema all over her body. And, you know, the doctor is just nonchalant about, oh, that's, no, that's just normal. You know, that happens all the time. And, and I'm like, that's not normal to have, to have scabs all over your body and a newborn baby. And so my wife and I researched that, and we found out it was the foods we're eating. And uh, so as we uh, prepared to have a second child, we had a beautiful son two, three years later, and he had none of those things. But we changed our diet drastically. We looked at what we're doing to our bodies. And that's what propelled us to start down this, uh, this pathway of buying organic and, and growing our own food. That is so true because, you know, I think on my first episode, I did a little introduction about why I do what I do. And it came down to the foods that I was eating was making me sick. You know, I blamed it a lot on the travel that I was doing and the fact I worked at Corporate America. But really, honestly, what it came down to was my food selection, the quality of the food, not the quantity. The quality of the food was poor. And I even yeah. kind of blame my generation, which I guess is your generation too, um, that, yes. you know, we kind of enabled um, the demand on farmers to do things faster and faster. Because we, I mean, that was when the fast food came through and we spent a lot of time enabling exactly. our kids to go from event to event to event and it was okay to hit a drive through And I was suffering a great deal and gained a significant amount of weight by the food choices that I had. And by within six months of me uh, getting, you know, rechanging my food ideas and my food thoughts, and going back to my organic ways, which was, you know, how we originally grew up, as you mentioned, um, I took off exactly. a ton of weight immediately. And so, I yeah, no, I totally thing. get it. Yes. I mean, five years ago, uh, Jan and I was 273 pounds. And, uh, I mean, on my Facebook page, you can see my my picture, and that's when I was at 273 pounds. And, and it's when we really started focusing on eating healthier and, and looking at the foods we eat affecting our health, um, that really uh, changed things, especially when we got our farm up and running. You know, I dropped down to 180 pounds, and now I'm right around 200. I think that's my set weight, but I feel so much healthier and as a result of not craving the things that really aren't healthy for us, and, and that's processed foods, and they're literally affecting our health more than we ever realize. I know, I know. I mean, I, if I have anything sweet, I'm not a sweet person. Um, if, if I have one weakness at all, it's popcorn. And, I mean, I've oh. gone to the point where I will only buy, like, one cup of popcorn once a month because I know that I'll air pop it. It'll have, you know, coconut oil on it and just a little bit of salt. But, I mean, I purposely don't buy it and keep it in my house because that's my default, that's my default um, I guess, crutch. And oh. A lot of people that is actually sugar or a burger or, um, you know, running through the drive-thru or, or French fries or whatever. And that's, that's, this doesn't happen to be mine. It happens to be popcorn. But I mean, I purposely do not put that stuff in my house because I can't, I can't control myself and I know better. You know, that's funny. You bring up popcorn. I love popcorn. And, you know, my kids thought popcorn was always in a bag and you threw it in the microwave. And um, when we started going to the farmer's markets uh, three years ago, I bought some organic corn and uh, this just happened probably when my son was 15. So like three years ago and he wanted popcorn and I said, well, we got popcorn in the, in the pantry there. Just, just pop it. And he pulls out the popcorn and he's like, it's not in a bag. What do I do with it? I had to show him how to pop popcorn and he couldn't believe how good it tasted, but it was organic popcorn. And we just made it with, you know, fresh, um, I think we used olive oil and uh, he couldn't believe how, 
how good it tasted. And, and that's what it comes down to that we need to keep educating ourselves and, and those that were around that if you can buy things that are locally grown, locally raised, or organic, non-GMO, you're going to be healthier. And it's going to taste that, better even. That's really true. And, you know, I did a, a video on my YouTube channel, and it um, I did an organic popcorn versus non-organic popcorn air popped. So I took the same quantity, the same quarter cup, and I popped it. And they, while the, while the um, non-organic popcorn popped a little bit fuller kernel, it left a lot okay. of seeds behind. However, the organic, I only had two seeds left over. And so it gave the same oh. quantity. And the definition of flavor between the two was drastically different. It was amazing. I mean, I do these tests because people believe that, you know, a lot of people think that organic is just more expensive and it gives you less yield because it's smaller or it's uglier or whatever. But when it comes down to it, it's the quality of the food versus the quantity. Oh, I agree. Exactly. You know, my wife doesn't eat much popcorn, but that night, you know, here she could smell it. She's like, what's different about that popcorn? And I go, it's, it's non GMO. It's organic. It's, you know, it's been raised locally. I mean, even my wife had some that night. She could not believe it. And uh, again, it is about quality, not quantity. I agree 100% with you on that. And I don't know about you, but when I have good quality food, I happen to be satiated faster, so I don't tend to overeat. I just get satisfied in the flavor that I get in the good, simple, clean food. I get satisfied in the flavor that I get, and I don't have to feel like I have to overeat because I'm not getting something in it. Yeah, I understand that. Um uh, part of my problem was I was always taught to clean my plate. And, and so you know, here we have two kids, and any time <laughs> they didn't finish their plate, I would just slide it over and eat it. And and uh, so I've learned to really slow down and chew my food. And and I do. I feel fuller quicker, especially when I'm eating clean, uh, nutritionally dense food. And, uh, and that, that allows me to talk about, you know, I don't think people realize, even if it uh, – is organically grown in the fields once it comes into the you know comes across the state lines it has to be sprayed you know there's laws here in arizona and most states have those laws where they have to spray those those crops for bugs uh and so that's why i really promote buying from locally you know grown farmers uh, that are doing their best to be non-gmo it doesn't matter if they're organic you know as long as they're growing non-gmo crops um is organic sort of whitewashed now it's sort of watered down what is organic, and and that's uh, well, an interesting. There's people to that talk don't have people. to be certified, right? They don't have to. You don't have to be certified to say your crop is organic. You you have to be certified by the USDA to use the USDA marking. And Correct. there's a lot of farmers out there that ride the edge of that line just to barely be USDA organic. And that's why I love your concept of you know talking to the local farmers and buying from local farms. And you know I get a lot of food from you too. Um, Yes. Because you know where it's grown. You can talk to the farmer. You can go and see it, and you can really figure out what's going on. And as you know, that the moment uh, something is picked, it starts to lose its nutritional density until the time you eat it. So if it sits in a warehouse for two weeks and then a grocery market for another two weeks, by the time you get it, it has significantly less nutrition to it than if you pick it off the, far, off the vine itself and you take it in and you eat it right then. Exactly. I mean, USDA has done studies, uh, Chef Jen, I'm sure you've seen them, that um, but most food travels 1,200 to 1,500 miles to, to get to your plate. And their studies show that most of your leafy greens, like kales and things like that, have lost at least 50% of their nutritional value. And some of those things have almost lost 100% just because they've traveled in those cold, dark trucks. And uh, that's why when we buy some of these things, they don't really taste like kale or taste like lettuce or taste like a tomato. They just, they look like it, but they don't taste like it. And again, when you're buying from local farmers or growing the food yourself, it's by far going to be way more nutritionally dense and have its, and have its flavors locked in, you know, because it hasn't been sitting for two, three weeks. I know, I know. And I think that one thing that's lost on all of us is that, you know, the uh, transportation organizations they're the same whether you're buying um, a iPhone or a necklace or um, a book or you're buying lettuce. 
if that truck is not full, that produce or that that shipment is not going to leave the farm and or not going to leave that hub to go to the next place until you have a full truck. And so it could sit exactly. there for a week to two weeks in order to move. You know, because they don't Isn't have overnight something? agreements like FedEx. <laughs> no, they don't, do they? No, no. It's hard to believe so that's that. Why... Go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, it's hard to believe that, um, you know, there's things like that are happening. I mean, uh, one of my uh, one of my accounts is buying their lettuce from Ecuador. It's hard to believe you can get lettuce from Ecuador and have any flavor or taste, you know, at all to it. So um, the more we can do locally, the better we'll, we'll all be, especially with our health. I totally agree. And so that's why I love the fact that <clears throat> I was out to see you today. Um, I haven't told everybody this yet, but I was out to see you today, and we did some photos and, and some videos for a class we have coming up January 16th. Um, it is, you know, January is the month of New Year's resolutions and um, health, and everybody, you know, buys a mem- gym membership, and I think in December, at the end of the year, everybody gets, you know, treadmills or uh, whatever they get to put in their um, bikes or whatever they put in their um, houses, and then they become, you know, within three or four months, they become uh, clothes hangers. And so um, one of the other things that happens a lot in the month of January is around people going on diets. And I know that you and I don't think about food as a, a diet, organic food or food selections as a diet. We look at it as a, as a mindset change. And um, that's why I, I named this episode the 2018 Food Matters Evolution for you and I to talk about because, um, and I think that's what stimulated our, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but that's what stimulated our, our January 16th class is really educating people to understand that their, their gut is really your, your second brain. And we're going to talk a lot about pre and probiotics and how we can do some food prep in order to make our our food selections easy throughout the week and um, make our food choices a lot um, easier to do so we don't have to make bad decisions or we don't get hungry and make bad decisions. No, I agree 100%. Our gut is our second brain. And if we don't keep that gut healthy, we're not absorbing the nutrients from the foods we are eating. Um, So that's important that we uh, look at how how to do that. And, And I'm looking forward to your your class uh, here uh, the 16th and we'll talk about even some uh, pharmaceutical grade probiotics that can help jumpstart the gut or you can put them in with your smoothies or different things. So again, those will be the kind of things we'll share uh, to get that gut functioning, which if it isn't, you know, can lead to leaky gut and different uh, diseases that can really cause us not to, to really absorb the nutrients that we're getting from our foods. So it's important that we, we do what we can to get that gut healthy. I, I agree. And I think people are confused on, you know, people see probiotics and they see, oh, uh, 10 million organisms or, you know, 2 billion organisms. And um, a lot of people think that, you know, just like, uh, um, what do you call it, um, antibacterial soap that you're not supposed to have um, bacteria on your system. But I, I totally disagree. I think bacteria, good bacteria is really good for you. And it really helps prevent disease and illnesses and, um, and that's the probiotic portion of it. But the fact that we eat sugar extensively or we eat fake sugars, um, we take antibiotics if we get sick or we drink alcohol, and all of those things tend to kill all of the good bacteria that's in our stomach. And we don't, and a lot of people don't understand what prebiotics are and how that you eat the right fruits and vegetables, and they can actually really aid the probiotics already in your stomach so that you can um, keep them going and jumpstart them, as you mentioned, um, to really fight off illnesses and disease and, you know, even just the plain indigestion or, or you know, whatever, gas or, or whatever, it just really makes you feel better if you have a good stomach. Right. And, and again, because of the American diet, the processed foods we eat, it's really affecting that gut which is leading to diseases that I thought I would never see. And, and uh, it's just ironic we're seeing you know, different types of cancers and diseases that I'd read about. They're actually occurring now, and, and I'm relating it, or relating it back to you know, the foods we eat, 
the chemical exposures, you know, the things we're putting on our skin, that's all affecting our health. And, and again, uh, this class you're having on the 16th uh, of January here is going to be great. So I encourage all your listeners to, to really sign up and, and come and learn more about the probiotics that, uh, that are available, you know, not only just uh, manufactured, but through the foods and foods that you and I should be eating every day. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not just my listeners that need to listen. It's your listeners, too. I mean, you're going to be doing a lot of that talking and, you know, validation from a pharmaceutical perspective. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not, um, I'm not even a nutritionist, but I do know through experience and through, um, you know, my culinary background that how food actually can heal and how it can make you just feel so much better when you, when you eat the right things versus, you know, that if you eat a ton of sugar or you drink a bunch of coffee, or sugary drinks, then you get that high, and then all of a sudden you get a really huge low. And it's no different than, you know, taking drugs. And and I think that we've really kind of, um, because it's not on a controlled substance list, so we think we've kind of really minimalized the amount of, um, as you mentioned, uh, processed foods and sugars and stuff that we that we eat. And, and they really have the same kind of... Um, effect on our brain and on our body as taking it as taking drugs are you not a kidding um it is it is and you know the manufacturers have researched so many things they know what can trigger those in the brain there's you know this this receptor zone that triggers cravings and things so they put these things in our foods to make us want to crave them even more and uh and again, so it's getting back to eating that raw, that unprocessed diet. We all will be so much healthier. And I'm living proof, my wife and even my son and daughter are living proof, uh, proof of what it can be uh, to be healthy. And uh, again, it goes back to eating you know, as raw as possible and unprocessed. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> so, Troy, we're going to take a break here, and then we're going to come back okay. and talk a little bit more about our goals for uh, – are your goals for 2018. So hold on, everybody. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million-dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindset. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Welcome back to Food to Love. I'm your host, Chef Jennifer, with Witnessing Nature and Food. And again, I am so excited to be here with our guest, Troy Albright, with True Garden. Um, before we went on break, we talked a little bit about our classes that we're having coming up in, in January, the month of New Year's resolutions. And uh, the topic of our, uh, our um, show today is the 2018 Food Matters Evolution. Um, and so, Troy... Uh, anything else you want to expect or that you expect? I know we've been talking about doing some different classes and stuff, and we did a bunch of different kinds of things in 2017. What other things can we expect from you and True Garden in 2018? And by the way, can you believe that 2017 has happened so fast, and where did it go? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, as my kids have gotten older here, time seems to fly by even faster. And, and you know, we get excited more just about what we're doing and uh, – you know, 2018 is going to be a great year because we're going to get refocused on 
Wiley built the greenhouse, which was to serve the community. And so we're going to be offering these CSA boxes, community sustainable agriculture boxes, to the community where you pre-order and you pay up front, and then you get a box of food that you can pick up at different locations uh, throughout the valley here. And so as we get this off the ground, the people that uh, pre-order help the farmer actually grow what you know, grow food. So then as the farmer, we know what we need to grow based on the boxes that we're selling. And it's very exciting because with our greenhouse, we can grow year-round, even when it's 120 degrees out in our, our uh, tower gardens. And I know you have a tower garden now too. And uh, I'm sure at first when you saw it, you're like, I'm going to grow food in this. And now that you have it, I'm sure you just love it, don't you? Oh, absolutely. I learned so much over the summer because I did my first plant when it was 100 degrees already. So I did, I think I oh, got it in, oh yeah, yeah. So, and I didn't know anything about, you know, I basically said, we're going to just go from here. I planted stuff in the ground before. So I'm like, hey, we're just going to start here. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And, you know, I'm really, um, I'm an engineer in background. And so um, engineers have this thing about reading the manual, right? And so we don't really read the manual <laughs> until something goes wrong. And there was a few things that went wrong, and you guys and your team really helped me um, figure out what I did. Um, and so we've corrected those things. But right now I have planted um, basil and a Thai basil, which I love Thai basil. It just has, I mean, anybody that likes the anise flavor or whatever, and then if they love Thai food, they've had Thai basil. And I just love those two basils. Um, and then I have um, peppers which I just took a video today. Oh. I have some peppers. I have some little baby peppers about the size of the end of my fingernail. Um, okay. And then I have um, tomatoes. So I planted beefsteak tomatoes and cherry tomatoes. And I didn't quite, so this is another thing I learned about planting this time is that I didn't realize that, you know, put tomatoes in that tower garden and they pretty much take over. So I've had to <laughs> cut them back a few times and I did a whole cut back process today. Oh, good. I took out some of the roots and then I have some cucumber I have like five different kinds of lettuces, so I just love the fact that when I come home from cooking all day in the in the in the commercial kitchen, I can come home and look at my garden and pull, you know, lettuce and and um, uh, zucchini out of it, and then come in and make a salad. Maybe add some meat to it, or maybe throw some arugula on a on a pizza that I make. I mean, it's just mm. absolutely wonderful that I can go and grab my own fresh herbs or my own produce out of it, and then come in and just just eat totally fresh. I mean, it's so fantastic flavored. I mean, even when I was at your place today and I had, you know, I had some of the, um, the elegance lettuce that you have. Oh my God. I just love the fact that that has like a mustard green flavor in it. And it's got, you know, it's beautiful purple, you know, purple is my color. And I just totally, I mean, I just, I love the whole concept of on my third floor condo balcony, I can have a, a, a tower garden and, be able to grow my own food. It's just totally fantastic to me. And you don't have to be a chemist to do it. Just because no. I'm a pharmacist doesn't mean you have to be a chemist. I mean, as long as you can add water and nutrients, you can grow food on your balcony like what you're doing. And I applaud you for doing that, uh, Chef Jen, because I know you're busy. And uh, it, it just, again, takes just a few minutes every day to look at your tower and, and make sure there's water and nutrients and, and off you go. Yep, yep, and I think that one of the best things that you guys taught me when you had the um, big class up at the Orange Tree Resort um, yes. was the fact that different times of the year, the I was really thinking about just the pure, you know, one-to-one ratio of, you know, they said put in X number of nutrients per number of gallons of water, and that's what I was doing, not realizing that the water evaporates in the summertime significantly faster, so I should put less nutrients in to compare, to, to counteract that uh, evaporation process. And that's kind of where I went wrong in the first summer of, of my uh, garden. But now you should see this thing. It just grows and grows and grows. And no matter how much I pull off of it, um, it just continues to grow. I'm like so excited. You know, you're exactly right. Um, that mistake's easy to make. And we don't realize, I mean, even as we go into summer as human beings, you know, we drink a lot more water and we eat less, and our towers are the same way. They drink a lot more water, need less nutrients, and uh, will be actually just as successful even through the summer with our tower gardens as well. 
I did know that I tried to grow tomatoes in the summertime, and that was a no. That was a non-starter. I mean, they went out there and they basically said, they basically looked at me and said, "Nope, dead. Sorry." <clears throat> but I planted them here in October, and like I said, I have lots of little. I have lots of, today when I was pulling off all of the um, um, stems that don't have any flowers or anything on it. I mean, there was a ton of little green tomatoes, uh, and they are just. Um, I'm just so excited that when I get back from Italy, I'm going to be able to uh, see how they've progressed. Yeah, you're going to be surprised. Um, again, cutting back all the those green leaves. I mean, that looks great to have all those green tomato leaves, but again, you want the fruit. And so, by being, you know, sort of happy and cutting it and trimming it way back, you force that growth into fruit. And that's what's important to do. Um, you just don't want a big green bush that's not bearing any fruit. And so, by being aggressive and trimming it back like that, you get better airflow in there. That plant will and actually light. thrive better and produce more fruit. And light. And you're light, right. yeah, yeah. I get the light, light. Light water and nutrients, yep. Exactly. So, I mean, I mean, the one thing that the greenery did do, and I did keep some greenery around my basil um, because it's been getting, you know, in the um, low 40s, maybe high 30s in the evening the past week or so. And so in those yes. evenings, you know, we have a really hard time of being able to um, cover things um, up here in the balcony. So, um, it's been really nice that I can kind of take those tomatoes because tomatoes are not as affected by it and kind of wrap them around the basil to kind of protect it. And then in the oh, daytime yeah. when the when the sun comes back out, just kind of pull it back up and it's prevented my basil from freezing. That's great. Now, basil doesn't like to be low, be, be below a temperature of 50. And uh, there's other tricks you can do. You can throw a little aquarium heater in there and keep the temperature around 70. Uh, turn your timer on at night and let it run constantly and that'll help heat that tower as well so there's some tricks we've learned uh, to not lose our crops when it cools down at night i get up typically around 6 six fifteen or so and so um i've been typically taking and putting in a um you know two or three gallons of warm water in the morning and that really kind of that really kind of uh changes the temperature of the water and it makes it a lot nicer for them i think right because that warm water will as it circulates up to the plant roots will actually help that plant stay warm. So that's a great idea. Um, even in the summertime, you can put frozen water bottles in that reservoir. I have done that, that too. In the summertime, I did yeah. that. Another I great did, absolutely. I throw so. ice cubes in there, yep. I did the same thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So just like you and I, you know, when we sleep at night, that's when we want to cool down, and our plants are the same way. So as long as you cool those plants down at night during the summertime, you can grow during the day when it's 110 degrees out because they can actually cool down at night and, and uh, that's when they do their growing. Yeah. And I know my lettuce did really, really well um, in the summertime until I got to the point where it finally, the camp, the, um, the um, crystallization of the, um, of the. Um, what the nutrients then? Yeah. The nutrients, the crystallization of nutrients because it was evaporating so fast. And I was really kind of doing, I was overdoing the nutrients because I was really putting in, I'm like, oh, add six gallons of water, add whatever the appropriate amount of nutrients as well, versus just adding six gallons of water. Not assuming right, that it right. evaporated, right? And so that really exactly. took over. And I, I had to take the whole thing apart and take it into the shower and wash it all down to get all that scale and stuff off of it. But, I mean, that's helped a lot as well as your guys' guidance of every couple of months just drain the bottom of it. Exactly. Yeah, we always say as you go into summer, you know, start fresh with, uh, you know, fresh, clean water, you know, some seedlings that are really mature, and you'll be able to grow into and through the summer, especially if you give that, that tower some shade during that, that hot afternoon. That's what I'm fortunate about is I'm on the south facing, my balcony south facing, and it's kind of in a corner uh-huh. with a wall, so it gets morning sun and no afternoon sun, which the afternoon sun is a really hot sun. And so that's that's right. what's been really that's what's been really nice about this. Yeah, that's perfect for summer, isn't it? It is, yes. I really do. I really think so. Yeah, that's great. So you know, you mentioned earlier that you had been in business for about ten years now, right? Well, my pharmacy has been in business ten years. Yep. In the tower, in, in the, the true garden, in the greenhouse. Uh, true garden. Uh, we started the greenhouse in 2015. Took us two years to get get it completely built and permitted, and we'll be three years in actual business come March here. 
in 2018. That is awesome. That is awesome. You're coming up on a birthday. That's yep. great. What's your What's your proudest moment so far? What do you guys What do you guys uh, What do you guys think your proudest moment is? Um, when we have, I mean, since we live in a retirement community or where the greenhouse is, it's when I have a 70, 80 year old couple come in and they been buying the produce all during the summer and just love it so much. They end up buying a tower and they start growing in that tower and they, they get so excited because they don't have to bend over, you know, do weeding. They don't have to um, worry about um, where the fruit is come from or what's been sprayed on it because they know themselves you know some of these people are retired from the midwest so they know what good food tastes like so it just makes me so excited to see people want to grow their own food and and do it themselves and that's what i'm encouraging everybody our listeners you know you know to look at ways to bridge that gap to grow that food yourself to eat as 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 least processed as possible and you'll be healthier and that's part of that not only the evolution that you're talking about but to me, it's a, a revolution. You know, healthy living, if it's not part of your lifestyle, I'll encourage you to take baby steps in 2018 here and, and figure out a way you can add it to your lifestyle so it becomes something of an evolution that turns into a revolution for you and your family. I know, huh? Because people have said to me before, well, you know, organic costs too much. I can't, I can't afford it. <clears throat> and so, you know, I teach... I teach um, cooking classes for on a budget over at a New Leaf, which is a domestic violence and, and homeless shelter. And um, they have a lot of transitional housing for people that have gotten out of the shelter and then are on their way to re-entering re- the um, workforce. And they're just totally lovely people. And I, I get probably just as many kids in their class as I do adults. But it's really about, oh, great. you know, you know, I know, isn't it? And they just have so much fun. And, um, it's really about, um, for me anyways, it's really about um, seeing them all eat nice and healthy as well as educating them on the fact that, you know, farmers markets are taking food stamps and they are taking, you know, the, um, the, um, cart, the cards that, that help them with the discounts and foods as well as there's places like the powwow that um, provide food. You guys provide food. And when they eat good, healthy food, you know, even if they get it for free, um, a lot of times they don't have any idea as to how to cook it or what it tastes like or, or what to do with it. So they stare at it um, and, you know, maybe they eat it and they go, I, I really don't know what to do with it. Like, you know, if you didn't know, if you got chard or, you know, mustard greens um, and you didn't know that you're supposed to take the spines out of it in order to cook it, it would taste absolutely horrible most of the time, wouldn't it? And It would. And so if you don't know that, then, you know, that's what I want to teach them is, you know, here's what you do with you, this fruit or vegetable that you, and you get it, and this is what it tastes like, and this is what you can do to make it so it's something that you makes you happy, and here's some different ways to, to prepare it. Because, um, you know, even people that, even people like, like you and me, if we find a recipe we like, then we make it the same way every time. I'll tell you, we there's do. lots of restaurants. Yep. There's restaurants I go to that I'm like, they're like, what are you going to have tonight? I'm like, the same thing I get every time I come here because that's what I like here. Exactly. And, and um, you know, giving people different options and some some versatility in their in their diet, and it just really it really makes me happy. Um, and then also to um, um, what I teach them is, you know what, maybe you can't always eat. 100% organic, but do your best. There's places like the Environmental Working Group that will tell you the dirty dozen, the clean 15 of the most chemical processed food, most chemical grown foods and least chemical grown foods. Focus on where the chemicals are coming from and replace those. And then, you know, exactly. things like right, or shopping at the farmer's market. Um, go and, you know, you may not have the most selection, but go and buy just before they close because, you know what, you're going to get the best deal and people are going to, people, the farmers don't want to take that home. They don't want to pack exactly. it up and take it somewhere else. So you'll get the best exactly. deal then, then when you're going. So those are the kinds of things that we teach them um, as well as we try to do a try it Tuesday and I bring in different foods and stuff that may, may have never seen before so that they can try and taste it to see if they like it. Like even the difference between hothouse cu- cucumbers and non-hot house cucumbers 
or I guess they call them English right. cucumbers and non-English cuecumbers. English. There's a different flavor mm-hmm. there, right? There is. Completely. Totally different flavor. And so that's why yeah, I love it's, about it's food is the versatility. Exactly. I was going to add that if we get our kids interested in growing their food, they eat more of it as well. So, um, I mean, I was from Minnesota, and we ate meat and potatoes, and we thought corn was our vegetable. And, you know, that's so far from what we should be eating. So, again, getting kids involved in growing their own food, then you see them eating more of this food as well. And they, in turn, will have a healthier gut, um, you know, a healthier gut and be able to, to be healthier when they're my age, you know, in their 50s. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, you know what, Indiana, sometimes cooking when you, I mean, at least with me and my kids, you know, I don't know if I've ever told you this or not, but the reason why I became a chef is because my seven-year-old at the time, which he turned 30 last weekend, but um, seven-year-old at the time told me I sucked at cooking. And so that's why, you know, (laughs) I became a chef. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was in my Mother's Day card. I was very proud. Um, uh, He... And, and you know what? He became a chef as well. And so that's what we bonded on when we were kids. When we were kids, is me and the kids sitting down and and making food and 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 really enjoying that spending that time together. We didn't necessarily have a because I worked a lot. We didn't necessarily have a huge quantity of time, but we had really good quality time when we when we were together, which was what made me happy. And I really kind of think that brings it back into you know my witnessing nature and food. Um, um, story is, you know, quality over quantity. I agree so much. It, when you buy from local farmers, you don't throw away as much of your produce because it's been picked in the last day or two, been harvested. You know, that's one thing with the tower garden. We leave the roots on it. So until you actually cut it, it hasn't lost any of its nutritional density. And that's a real big advantage for those of us that grow in the towers. And and even buying locally, that food hasn't had to travel hundreds of miles, and it's going to be more nutritionally dense. So uh, I encourage everybody to learn to grow their own food or, or go to a farmer's market and, and buy food and buy quality over quantity. Absolutely, and that, that's how I'm writing my um, cookbook, too. I'm right in the process of writing a cookbook, and, and I'm writing, you know, in each one of the sections I'm writing, here are the seasonal um, vegetable options um, because, you know, if you select something that's not grown in your area during that season, um, then you're really you're really um, asking yourself to have your food transition more than 500 miles away from you, to, in order to get to where you are in order and buy it. And you know what? You actually spend a little bit more money for it if you have to have that much trans- that, that much transportation built into it. Right, <laughs> and that's that's something you talk about our carbon footprint with the tower. In the most, our food travels is 20 miles. To the farmer's market, and uh, so our carbon footprint is very small. You know, we don't use those chemicals, those herbicides, fungicides, or pesticides. Um, and then we're using 90 to 98% less water. So here we live in the desert, so it's important we use less water. And then we can grow 10 times as the amount of food going vertically with the tower garden than horizontally. So there's a lot of advantages to, to growing your own food, and especially in the tower because you don't have the seasons with the tower. You can grow year round with the tower. So you don't have to worry about transitioning to to different foods because the tower allow you to grow through those seasons. So that's another advantage I didn't even think about. You're so right. Yes. And then even if people don't want to grow it outside, they, you can have uh, grow lights for it too. So they can be grown inside. That's true. They just came up with those new led grow lights that are incredible. Yeah, I just saw them today in your in your guys's in your guys's building. It was really cool. Well, we're gonna have to take another yeah. break. We're gonna have to take another break, okay. and then we'll be back in just a few minutes, and we'll finish up our segment tonight. Oh, great! This is exciting. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? Uh. Take back your life. 
Let witnessing nature and food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the helpful food your body craves. Choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything. Welcome back to Food to Love. I am your host, Chef Jennifer, with Witnessing Nature and Food. And I am here with our guest, Troy Albright from True Garden. Welcome back. So excited to have you back with us, Troy, in our um, last few minutes of the, of the segment today. And I can't imagine, um, I can imagine that uh, you and I will be doing more of these podcasts and talking more about our evolution through 2018. Um, but really, you know, I think it's so important that we're talking about this now, really kind of kicking off the 2018 year with the food matters and the food really heals. And, and I think that one important thing that we need to remember is that, you know, health is wealth. And while people say that organic food is more expensive, well, I kind of have this opinion of you pay me now or you pay me later. later. You either eat well now and think about what you're actually putting into your body or you're going to end up with a ton of medical problems and you can just give that money back to the doctor, probably the doctor, the hospital or whoever, uh, the pharmaceutical, the pharma, uh, you know, Walgreens or CVS and, and, and drugs um, in order to, you know, repair or correct whatever you've done to yourself by not eating or treating your body, your body well. And Troy, um, you know, tell us your opinion on that. I mean, if you had one message to deliver um, to the listeners about, you know, eating healthy up front, um, what would it be and, um, and why? You make a good point. Um, you know, as I've done all my consults with lots of different age groups of people in my pharmacy side, you know, here we spend our, our life trying to gain wealth, but we do it at the, at the loss of our health. So once we get older, you know, we spend all this time creating wealth, we end up spending it on our health. And again, if we would have been more proactive and, and looked at, you know, foods that could have been actually healthier for us, sure, they might have cost us just a little bit more. It's not that these organic foods are the more expensive. They just make cheap food less expensive. So these foods aren't, more, aren't good for us. They make them inexpensive, so we buy them thinking that they're fortified with all these vitamins, but they're not. We want to get back to growing our own food, back to our roots of, you know, what's going to keep us healthy. And if we start when we're young, you know, especially we can affect the health of our kids, uh, if they're eating more raw, unprocessed foods when they're younger, by the time they're older, they're not going to spend their money on health, like what we see going on in, in, uh, with all the baby boomers right now here in the United States. I, I totally agree because, you know, um, one of the things that I would notice that when I was making poor food choices and I put on a ton of weight is that the more I made poor food choices, the more I craved that. And when I stopped, then you know what? Even driving past a, a fast food restaurant, the smell coming from it makes my stomach upset. I don't, I don't even like it. I can't. Um, and I can't tell you the last time I, I, it's been more than 12 years since the last time I went through a drive through and ate fast food. Um, That's exciting. That's the way it should be. I can't say it's been more than 12 years since I went through Starbucks and got a cup of coffee, but um, I don't, you know, maybe once every quarter I do that, but um, that's when, you know, you're too late and you, you end up having to need some coffee anyways. But um, I, I mean, really, honestly, the, you know, I think the one thing that people don't realize is that the fast food restaurants, they hire food chemists to make food taste good and more appealing to people so that they'll eat it. That's correct. And um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just find that I find that very, very interesting. But you know, you talked a little bit earlier about the Tower Garden and being able to go out and grab my own food. One of the things that I totally love about um, Tower Garden is the fact is the fact that I can do that. And I even became a rep for you guys. So um, you know, I recently, you know, I planted all the plants that I just talked about earlier, and I became a rep. So that anyone that wishes to, you know maybe not have me cook for them or, or whatever, but they want to know how they can grow their own food and cook it themselves. I have cooking classes 
and um, they can buy a tower garden through, you know, you or me or whoever. And ultimately, um, the one thing that I love the most is working with True Garden and with you, Troy, and your team, because there's so many tips and tricks that I've learned. And um, I took a video earlier, and I'll put it up on social media, but uh, uh, my third floor balcony and my tower garden and, and all the great food that's growing on it. And you guys have taught me so much in the last seven months that I've actually had my garden that it's just, you know, it's worth every moment and that uh, to be involved with you guys. And I'm just so excited that you and I met. Um, I think we met about a year ago at, um, where did we meet? At the Simple Solutions Summit that the Green Living Magazine had, right? Dory Morales' Green Living Magazine. We met, we met there, didn't That's we? Correct. That's correct. Yeah, Green yeah. Living. Yep, that is correct. And, you know, Dory, Dory's been on my show, you. too. Yep, yep. Dory's been on my show, too. And so, you know, I just love the community that we have here. And I know that Nicole and your team have come over to the Green Chamber meetings, and of which I'm a member of. And I just, I love the organic community. I love the sustainable community. And it's just, it's so wonderful to meet true, genuine people that really care about you know, the community as well as each other and the environment and as well as getting healthy together. I mean, that's it's just a camaraderie that I never quite expected when I uh, started my whole entrepreneurship a couple of years ago. No, I agree. It's When we love what we do, it's easy for us to do it. I mean, just like doing this podcast, we're both passionate about food and food is going to sustain us, especially good quality food. We'll be healthier uh, by eating quality food down the road, especially as we get older, and and that's what gets me excited. So, because I love food, just like my father was a chef, and he could make nothing out of out of me. Would say there's no food in the fridge, and next thing you know, he's whipped up this meal, and and that always inspired me to to look at what we have. And you know, again, we're very blessed here in the United States to have access to to good quality food year round. I totally agree. Especially Arizona, we have two growing, two whole growing seasons. Isn't that fantastic? Versus, you know, I grew up in Michigan, you grew up in Minnesota, and we had, what, five months with no snow? So we really had to kind of make the most of that five months, and most of the time it was gray. Yes. Yes. We have nine good months of growing. We do, we do. I mean, and even you and you, and uh, honestly, you probably have 12 good months of growing because you have the, the, um, the greenhouse and you can, you can grow most of the year inside of there, right? Oh yes. I mean, again, we've got a big wet wall and a microfogging system. So that does allow us to grow uh, year round, especially in the summertime. So once 120 outside, you know, the hottest it gets in our greenhouse is about 87. So again, the key is just to cooling down those plants at night and they'll continue to, to grow for us year round. So it's, it's exciting to have a greenhouse. I'm very blessed to have that. It's very fantastic. Let's think. What else do you want us to know about you, Troy, or True Garden or Tower Garden? Which one? What other? What other things would you like us to know about you? You know, I'm an educator, and whether you buy towers from me or produce or you're a patient of mine on the pharmacy side, as long as I can inspire you to to a healthier lifestyle, I mean, becoming uh, becoming part of this healthy revolution requires change and and i'll encourage you for 2018 that you get out of your box look at new things but really look at the food that you're eating that'll affect your health more than anything as you and i discussed earlier diet is probably 80 percent of our health and the other 20 percent is is exercise so uh you know what who said it uh, i think it was hippocrates you know hippocrates said let food be thy medicine that medicine bed I have food and I agree 100% with that I do I agree too I agree plus you know we have complete control of the amount of chemicals that we put in our lives and I, I there's a study done that said that you know the more educated we are the more you know more degrees we have the more money we spend on chemicals like um, you know stainless stainless appliance cleaner I mean I just use yes. plain vinegar I use plain vinegar and if people don't like the smell of vinegar, add some basil or some mint to it. It'll smell better. And I use the vinegar to break the oils down on the on the um, stainless steel and use some olive oil to, to shine it up. 
And guess what? That stuff is like almost free. I, I don't use um, dryer sheets. I use vinegar, a tablespoon or two of vinegar um, in order to replace dryer sheets. I throw it in my wash. And you know how much a, dry, a package of dryer sheets costs? It's like 10 bucks. And then vinegar, I can buy two gallons of vinegar for under $3. Exactly. And you know how many tablespoons in a gallon of vinegar? A ton. A lot. So I spent like .0001 cent on a dryer sheet in every load of laundry that I do. And there's no chemicals in it. And in a dryer sheet, exactly. have you ever tried to pronounce the chemicals in a dryer sheet? Well, I know all what all those chemicals are as a pharmacist. And formaldehyde is not our friend. No, no, it's not. So, I mean, yeah, it's just it's amazing to me that the more educated we are, the more money we spend on chemicals to clean things in our house when we have perfectly good ability to be able to clean things just fine with without those chemicals. I use vinegar and olive oil to clean almost everything in my house. And if I have to use drain cleaner, I use I add baking soda to vinegar. It cleans it right up. It does. Great suggestion. You've done a class on that too, and I'm sure you'll do another one this year for us to, to look at, you know, doing things more of a natural way, which will be actually safer for us as well. Exactly. So, you know, that, you know, 80%, like you said, 80% is about the food we eat and the other 20% is exercise and the chemicals that we have in our environment. And so, you know, just kind of to wrap up our, our, our um, show today, uh, you know, 2018 food matters evolution. And uh, I'm here with Troy Albright at true garden and, and I'm just so excited to have you here, and I'm sure that we will do this show again. Um, so, Troy, tell everybody how to get a hold of you at True Garden, what your website is, uh, how to connect, how to connect with you, so they can follow you in the future. Oh, sure. Um, we have a website, uh, www.truegarden.com. That's T-R-U-E and Garden.com. On there, we have information about our CSA boxes. Uh, our up-and-coming classes, the second and third Saturday each month, we do tower garden classes. Uh, on the 16th, we've got your big class coming up with uh, probiotics and things like that. So, again, you can reach out to us, send us emails uh, on the pharmacy side where we do all this compounding. You know, that's a separate website. That's my little compound pharmacy, uh, rxformulations.net is that website. And, again, 2018 is up to you to make that lifestyle change and, and take baby steps. The things that maybe you eat the most, focus on making those uh, non-GMO or organic if you can afford it. Um, that's what we first did. We started with what we ate the most, and over 15 years we've really made this transition, and now we don't look back at all and say, oh, gosh, we spent all this money. We have our health, and that's more important than any money we uh, have spent in the past. So I encourage all our listeners to look at what they can do to make themselves healthier for 2018. I, I so agree because you know what, when you feel healthier, you wake up more alert, you're more on game when you're in the office, you're more on when you're more on and present when you're with your family. So feeling wonderful is just so important every day. And, you know, I, I just I can't reiterate enough what you just mentioned. Um, for Witnessing Nature and Food, you can check out our website on witnessingnature.net. And if you like us on social media, we will love you back. So next week, we will have another awesome guest with us. It'll be a surprise. I'm not going to tell you this week. So I think you'll be super excited. It'll be more on um, making sure that we sleep well and we have some calm in our life in order to make sure that uh, we fulfill all of the great things that we bring on with our awesome eating habits and our um, I think you'll totally love the I told you you'll totally love the guest so join us next week on our, our next show and thank and thank you so much Troy for for joining us today I am so excited to have had you here and I look forward to working with you in 2018 it's going to be a great year 2018 is going to be a a year for us all to get healthier. And I appreciate you having me on as well, Chef Jennifer, and look forward to working with you in the future. Thanks so much. Thanks a ton. Too busy to cook? Don't want a grocery shop? <gasps> Take back your life. Let witnessing nature and food provide you and your family with eco-conscious, organic, tasty, nutritious meals. Headed by internationally trained chef Jennifer Johnson, you will enjoy the helpful food your body craves. 
choose from meal prep, meal plans, catering, or cooking class services. Just go to witnessingnature.net. Witnessingnature.net. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Witnessing nature in everything. that can fly. But you know what I find hard to believe? The unbelievable offers going on at the winter event. The Mercedes-Benz winter event is back with incredible offers on the sporty CLA, the thrilling C-Class, the versatile GLA, the safe and secure GLE, the innovative GLC, and of course, the unequaled E-Class. But hurry, because these sleighs are going fast. Visit MBUSA.com slash winter event. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. You know, many find it hard to believe I own a sleigh that can fly. But you know what I find hard to believe? The unbelievable offers going on at the winter event. The Mercedes-Benz winter event is back with incredible offers on the sporty CLA, the thrilling C-Class, the versatile GLA, the safe and secure GLE, the innovative GLC, and of course, the unequaled E-Class. But hurry, because these sleighs are going fast. Visit MBUSA.com slash winter event. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. 